The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Episode 51, Season 3, the Daily Intermission Podcast. I'm back in studio, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Greg. What a weekend we've just had. Hopefully you guys all enjoyed your weekends. A um, lot of news on the front of uh, podcast co-host. Um, but before we get into everything, before we get into the pregame show, uh, quarter one, we'll talk about March Madness and how much madness has gone on in the NBA. Uh, quarter two, we've got some NHL chatter. Quarter three, we'll move into the PGA Tour and MMA world. And like I said... On Friday, in quarter four, we'll talk about, I mean, I won't do a crazy in-depth preview, but we'll go through each division. We'll talk about, you know, which teams we think could win divisions, uh, which teams ultimately have a good opportunity to win a championship. Maybe we'll go through some uh, some home run leaders, maybe um, RBI leaders, things of that nature. Some guys that we expect to uh, potentially be some award winners. Uh, but the pregame show. Brought to you by Manscaped. Ladies and gentlemen, head over to manscaped.com. Check out the Platinum Package with the Lawnmower 4.0, one of the best grooming razors on the market. Go over, check it out. The uh, the Weed Whacker, uh, the Ball Butter, the Shampoo Conditioner. It's The products at Manscaped are amazing. The weed, uh, the uh, Lawnmower 4.0 is truly incredible. You know, water-resistant. It's neck-proof. I mean, it's truly a great razor. So head over to manscaped.com. Use the code TDI20. Or just use the code TDI. I'm sorry, there's nothing, there's no numbers attached to that. I've got so many different codes on the go right now that I keep messing this one up, but it's just code TDI at manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping. So as you know, I'm looking for a new co-host. I'm still sorting through, you know, applicants and and there's been a lot of I mean, I, I will say this. Thank you to all of the people who emailed and stitched the video and sent direct messages. It really was a little overwhelming for me. Um had a lot of candidates reach out, but as I discussed last episode, there was an adult star that reached out. And no, she's not going to co-host. But it sounds like she's going to come on for an episode. And her name is Bianca Burke. So I'm not sure how... It, it, obviously, it's a, it's out of my wheelhouse. It's not really what I talk about over here on The Daily Intermission. As you guys know, It's I think it could be funny. I think it could be uh, an in-depth look into an industry that maybe we don't know a lot about of. Uh, or a lot about. Um, I'm really not sure what to do yet. So maybe you guys can send me a DM and and maybe we'll talk about it in the chalkboard. Yes or no? Should we have her on for an interview? And then, see, my issue is is if we had her on for an interview, it sounds like she's free Thursday. Um, I, I just don't know how far to take it. I mean, clearly, I would have a plethora of questions that I would love to pepper at her. Um some, I don't know where you draw the line. I just, I really would struggle to how to approach it. Um, it, it honestly, it would be a fun time to have our first kind of co-host tryout come on. Um, but I don't think that would be the episode appropriate for that. Um, but yeah, so we'll see what happens. I'll, guys, I'll keep you guys updated on that front. It, it does sound like she's uh, willing to come on for an interview. Um, 
And uh, I guess that's as far as uh, is uh, is I'm going to go into that. But some other news as well. So I, I'm doing that Where's That School segment that I do on TikTok. Um, it's a fun one. You know, for me being a Canadian, uh, people get so upset in the comments. It's like, calm down. I don't know where schools are in the United States. Um, but just due to the March Madness time of year, it's fun to just kind of throw out some, some random NCAA schools and try to figure out which state they're in. But on one of the... Where's that schools? One of my favorite receivers of all time, Julian Edelman commented. So what I'm going to do tonight, and uh, so it'll be yesterday, but I'll go live and I'll make sure everybody's notified that I'm doing this. I'm going to make a post replying to his comment and we're going to see if we can get him on. We're going to see if we can get him on the podcast. I think if we get enough people sharing and liking and, and commenting Julian's name, I think there's an opportunity. I think there's an, there's a chance that we get Julian Julian on the podcast. No, I'm not guaranteeing anything, and this is obviously um, this would be the plan that I'm about to roll out working perfectly. But he's he's commented. He's he's shown some engagement on the post. That means we've got we're in the door. So we've just got to make some noise. And, and anyway, we'll see. I'm really excited about that opportunity. So I'm going to be reaching out to Julian and see if we can get him on. Because, I mean, I mean, everybody know who knows me or, or listens to the podcast, how special of an interview that would be uh, for me. And, and um, you know, that, that's, that's, I mean, that's dream type stuff. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, we'll keep you updated. You'll obviously, you'll see the post tonight. Um, and, uh, and we'll go from there. Uh, just a reminder, folks, uh, before we get into things, that uh, the TaylorMade draws this Friday. So if you're not following TaylorMade Canada on TikTok, go follow TaylorMade Canada on TikTok. Go comment on one of their videos. And yeah, we're going to give away a stall too. And I'm assuming that there's more to come. Um, I'm assuming that we are going to get some more giveaways. The traction's been fantastic over to their page. So I'm assuming that uh, we're going to keep on rocking and rolling with the TaylorMade giveaways. Uh, I'm just I'm itching to get the golf content rolled out, to get things rocking and rolling in that front. Um, we're a few weeks away though. Uh, but without uh, further ado, ladies and gentlemen, we're moving to quarter one and we're going to talk about March Madness and NBA. And it has been a very weird year in, in the March Madness pool. I mean, if you pick the number one or two or three seed to win the championship, you're, it's not your year. And I mean, we've got, we've got, we're, we're down to the, uh, final four and, uh, there's no, there's no one, two, three seeds. Uh, it's crazy. Uh, I think UConn is, is the top seed left. Um, and they are a four seed and they'll be taking on, uh, shoot. I'm not sure who, I'm not sh You know what? I'll get this out now. I just have the, uh, so we move on to the elite eight and the sweet 16, both number one seeds that were rem remaining Houston and Alabama ended up getting beat. I mean, it's just been mayhem. And, uh, and then we move into the elite eight, Florida Atlantic, the eight seed beat Kansas state, which I had money on Kansas state. So you just hate to see it. Uh, UConn beats Gonzaga, San Diego state beats Creighton and, and the U, uh, beats Texas. Uh, so moving into the final four, we'll have San Diego state and Florida Atlantic, San Diego state being a five seed, Florida Atlantic being a nine seed and UConn, Connecticut, uh, and Miami, the U at a four and five seed. So, um, awesome stuff. I mean, the top seed moving out of, uh, of the, the elite eight is, is a four seed. It's just crazy to see. <clears throat> and on the women's side, I did want to mention this because it has been, uh, it has been pretty special. Uh, so there's this girl named uh, Emily Clark, I do believe. Caitlin Clark, sorry. Caitlin Clark for Iowa. So she's been an absolute monster. Iowa's just cruising through the March Madness right now. And Caitlin Clark put up a 41-point triple-double. Like, are you kidding me? 
absolutely phenomenal stuff. Like that put up 41 in a college game is just outrageous. Uh, but she's been phenomenal. Unfortunately, the Cavender twins are out, uh, which I know they probably were captivating a lot of audience uh, just being, uh, you know, TikTok and, and social media uh, famous. So uh, it's been fun to watch. I mean, it's, it, it is overwhelming. Like, I mean, I find uh, it, it's just a lot of basketball, but I've watched a few games and then it's entirety and I enjoy it. Um, I, I do rather uh, watch uh, other things. Uh, I'll be completely honest. And it was actually funny De'Aaron Fox of the Sacramento Kings. They were interviewing him um, and talking, uh, I, I think it was before his game last night. And they said, you know, De'Aaron, have you been watching uh, much March Madness? And he said, no, I can't watch a full game of that. <laughs> Just absolutely torching them. He says, we know, you know, the, slot, the shot selection, the quality of basketball, the refing, the coaching, it's all really bad. Uh, which... Is fair enough. I mean, I, I think that if you were a basketball player, NBA player, De'Aaron Fox superstar, and you were watching a bit of it, it is it, it probably would be a little bit a little bit cringy at times. Um, you know, being at the highest level of that sport and then watching something that's you know much lesser uh, of a product, but. Nevertheless, uh, the general public certainly enjoys it. And we, uh, uh, yeah, we've got four teams left. So uh, out of these four teams, I mean, who do you ride? I think Connecticut. I think that's the that's probably the the team that uh, I'll be cheering for. But, I mean, it's it's just been wild. My bracket has been absolute. I don't know. I don't even know if I'll do a bracket next year. It's just it's 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 embarrassing at this point. But, uh, but folks, yeah, we've got the uh, the final four coming. And then, obviously, the national championship game will be next Monday. Um, so, uh, yeah, we'll talk about that in the chalkboard. We'll keep things humming along in the March Madness scene. Uh, NBA talk. What is going on with the Dallas Mavericks? These guys are in serious trouble. They sit on the outside looking in on the 11th spot right now in the Western Conference. They have just been awful as of late. They lost to the Hornets. They lost to the Hornets last night. Like, that is awful. Um, they just have not looked not looked good at all, and 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 Luka Doncic sounds very weird in the media. He was asked uh, by reporters this week, um, you know, how he's feeling. He's you know he's just essentially saying that he's not having fun right now. Um, that you know it, it, a lot of it falls on him. Anyway, it was just a very weird interview, a very emotional Luka Doncic. Um, but he got he took a technical foul against Charlotte Hill. It was his 16th technical foul of the season. He'll be suspended one game. So. Uh, they've lost four games in a row without Luca. Uh, you know it's going to be challenging to win the next one. So they've now fallen behind OKC. It's just outrageous. Obviously Utah too. Utah was in first place. Did we ever call that, folks? Uh, the collapse of the Utah Jazz. Uh, but I mean, it's just it's tough to see right now for for the Dallas Mavericks. Um, I just yeah, it's I, I think obviously Luca and Kyrie. I mean, you, it, it, it's you can't really complain. It's it's a fantastic backcourt. I just don't know what their depth looks like, and and um, you know I think you need maybe one or two more pieces for that to really work. Um, and Luca just seems like a guy that wants to handle the ball a lot, have a lot of usage. Um, so it just really hasn't it hasn't been fantastic there. So we'll see what happens there in Dallas. Not pretty right now. Um, LeBron James made his return after, I think, three weeks, four weeks, uh, after a strained muscle in his foot. So I don't know if you guys listened to this interview by LeBron James uh, after the game, uh, but the reporters were asking LeBron if he needed surgery, and he said that two doctors highly recommended surgery. And uh, they asked, so who was the doctor to say, just go ahead and come back and play? Well... LeBron James said it was actually LeBron James, and I said I was good to go. He said that the doctors were saying it was healing. Uh, it was the fastest healing torn ligament in a foot they've ever seen heal. 
it's just a complete milk, in my opinion. I mean, that guy is just, he he knows how to milk a story, knows how to milk the media, just knows how to be milky all around. So LeBron continues to be milky, but he's back. That's big news for the Lakers, who are hanging on to a final uh, wildcard spot in the Western Conference. Uh, staying on the LeBron topic, Mario Chalmers. So we all remember Mario Chalmers, uh, guard for the Miami Heat, through the big three Bosch, uh, Wade, LeBron James years in Miami. Well, Mario Chalmers was on a podcast this last week, and he said that nobody feared LeBron James. Nobody fears LeBron. That's the biggest difference between Michael Jordan and LeBron. Everybody feared Michael. Nobody feared LeBron James. And this is, so I, I'm going to dissect this comment just, just briefly here uh, on the podcast. So we look at Mario Chalmers, and he said nobody feared. So by saying that, Mario, I, I get the the sense that you've you've surveyed or you know everybody's opinion or everybody's emotional feeling in the NBA in regard to playing against LeBron James. Like, so you went to every locker room and went to every player and said, listen, how do you feel about, like, are you a little uncomfortable playing against LeBron James? Are you, are, are you, you know, do you have a bit of fear? Like, it's just such an outrageous comment to me, especially when you, when you group nobody, like, or anybody, or nobody. Like, what do you mean nobody? I'm. I get. LeBron James went to eight straight championships out of the Eastern Conference. Then went to the West and went to another one. Nine straight championships. He he used to come into Toronto and just wipe the floor with the Raptors. You don't think that teams feared him or players? I guarantee, coaches, players all around the league hated playing LeBron. And it's just it's such an outrageous comment for a guy like Mario Chalmers to make. Like. The only reason you're relevant is because of LeBron James. LeBron James was, that was the peak of LeBron was when he was in Miami. An absolute freak of fucking nature. And you're going to come out and say nobody feared him? First of all, how do you know? Second of all, yes, they did. Anyway, Mario Chalmers, clown-ass comments. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, the Western Conference is going to be wild for the next few days. So obviously, uh, we got about two weeks left in the NHL and NBA, and the Western Conference is kind of the one I'm circling. Uh, we do have a bit of a race in, in in the East in regard to jockeying in the wild card. Uh, but the Western Conference, fourth place and 10th place in that division are separated by two and a half games. So if you go on a little bit of a slide and, and another team goes on a heater, like there's going to be some serious movement in that uh, Western Conference. So... Uh, stay glued. It's going to be fun. Um, and, uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll keep, uh, we'll keep locked and loaded into the NBA. It's, it's, I cannot wait for playoff time in the NBA and NHL, but nevertheless, we're moving in to the national hockey league where I've got to give some love to my guy, David Pasternak. David Pasternak of the Boston Bruins scored his 50th and 51st goal last night against the Carolina Hurricanes. The Boston Bruins were without Brad Marchand, without Patrice Bergeron, without Hampus Lindholm. Did they win? Of course they won in a shootout. Just a great game. Uh, I don't know if you guys watched the Bruins-Tampa Bay game on, uh, was that Saturday or no? Anyway, yes it was. It was Saturday afternoon. Well, the, the Lightning are on a slide right now. They haven't been playing well. We'll get into all of that here in a little bit. Um, but the Lightning started Maroon, Colton, and was it Perry? And they all three of them fought. It was just outrageous. John Cooper, he he's got a little bit of a lunatic side. I don't know if you've if you watch much Tampa Bay Lightning games or hear many of his interviews, but he he's he can snap and he likes his guys playing dirty and greasy. 
Um, and I mean, it uh, obviously didn't work against the Bruins. The Bruins ended up winning that game 2-1. But uh, I, I, nevertheless, I, I'm super excited for David Pasternak. He's such a great character. Um, 51 goals in the year. Um, just a, a great milestone. I think that that, that uh, ties for eighth all-time in Bruins history. Uh, actually, I was looking it up. I was like, I wonder how many uh, how many people have scored 50 goals for the Bruins. Well, Phil Esposito has scored over 65 times. He had a year, Phil Esposito, where he scored, Phil Esposito, where he scored 76 goals. Um, so, yes, there have been plenty of players. And I think Cam Neely has got a 55-goal season. So, uh, But pass is not done, clearly. We've got a little bit of runway here. Uh, for David Pasternak to uh, to find the back of the net a few more times and kind of continue to climb that list in, in not only Bruins history, but uh, it's it's just a nice uh, milestone to, to hit in the NHL. Uh, just definitely one of the one of the purest goal scorers in the league right now. Um, I guess we'll flip back to Thursday night uh, when the Bruins were playing the Montreal Canadiens. Um, Mike Hoffman and AJ Greer, AJ Greer, a kind of a third, fourth line utility guy for the Bruins gets in every once in a while. He's actually been playing fairly regularly as of late with Nick Foligno and, and Taylor Hall out, but AJ Greer kind of got into a slashing slash cross checking match with Hoffman and then cross checks him in the face. I'm not sure if you saw the aftermath of that. Uh, Mike Hoffman went onto his Instagram page and kind of ripped apart George Peros and the player safety player committee or the player I don't even know what you call that office, but the people who dish out the uh, the suspensions, uh, AJ Greer got one game. I guess Hoffman took got a two game suspension for a cross check to the back of the head. Anyway, it, it was a tough scene. I mean, it was there was some intent there. I, I don't know if he, I I don't know if that was his intended landing spot. When you're but you're, when you're cross checking that area, it's certainly a landing spot that's uh, that's in the uh, in the likelihood of outcome. So AJ Greer sat out his one game. He's back in the mix. Um, just continuing on in the NHL here, let's move out west to the to the Vancouver Canucks. The Vancouver Canucks. So we, are, I've talked about this before. Obviously, the whole Bruce Boudreau situation at the beginning of the year was just terrible. Uh, they ended up firing Bruce Boudreau, and then they bring in a absolute stable of coaches, just phenomenal coaches with Rick Tockett and and uh, and Adam Foot and Sergey Gonchar and just just you know some Hall of Fame type players out of the NHL guys with some serious experience and and just you know just great respect around the league. And, and it was like, well, Vancouver's not doing very well. They're not going to make the playoffs. Uh, what a year, what an opportunity would be to tank or not play well for the first overall pick because Vancouver born Connor Bedard is available. Well, Vancouver Canucks have won 10 of 12. They've won 10 games in the last 12. Like, what are you doing? They fought into no man's land. And we all know no man's land is when you're kind of not in the bottom you know, six, seven teams in the league, and you're not going to make the playoffs. So you're not going to have a great draft pick, and uh, it's just tough. Like, you know, you've brought in a coach that's obviously made some positive changes for the Vancouver Canucks, and, I mean, it's not a complete write-off for them. Like, I do like a lot of their pieces, and it just it just really has been ugly at times this season. But, I mean, I, I just don't think that that was the direction that, that was, you know, optimal for this team was to win 10, or tw- 10 of 12 and really fight in the no man's land, but... Nevertheless, Vancouver on a heater. Uh, what's going on with Tampa Bay? So let's look at Tampa Bay here, folks. They uh, they haven't been playing well as of late. And, you know, I guess the narrative you could stand with the Tampa Bay Lightning is that, you know, okay, they've been to three straight finals. They're just, they're not really interested in, in winning games or they're not interested. In, they just want to get to the playoffs. Well, with eight games left, um, they're four, five, and one. They've lost four in a row. But their last 10 games are four, five, and one. They've lost four straight games. Um, Vasilevsky hasn't been the same Vasilevsky we've seen at times, but we all know, you know, 
they're going to be a tough out in the playoffs. Um, man, there's just something about that team that irritates me. Uh, they've got so many guys on the team that just play just the right way, and it's just it just gets under your skin. I mean, you think about Patrick Maroon and Tanner Janot and and um, Corey Perry. I mean, they're just all hard guys to play against. Kucherov's got a bite to his game. It's going to be interesting to see if they can kind of wake up. Chernak, that guy was looking at Jake DeBrusque uh, when they played uh, against each other on, on Saturday. And I thought Chernak was going to decapitate him. It was absolutely outrageous. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, Tampa Bay, they're just on a bit of a skid right now. They're They're getting ready. They're playing Toronto in the first round. Um, so, I mean, with eight games left, two weeks left in this regular season two two and a half weeks, uh, we'll see what they've got. Um, I will be able to watch them on, I guess, uh, the 8th of April. So I'll be in there and maybe I'll go and, and have a chat with them in the room, see how they're feeling. Um, and then uh, just finally, guys, I mean, this this wild card, the, the final spot in the Eastern Conference is, is going to be uh, one to watch. Uh, Florida, Pittsburgh, and New York, they're all separated by about five points. Um, and I don't think any of those teams can catch Tampa Bay. Um, so it's really just those three teams battling it out for that final spot in the Eastern Conference. So... Uh, we'll see what happens there. Uh, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a battle. It's gonna be a dogfight. I think it's gonna be Pittsburgh, New York. I think Florida is going to lose tonight to Ottawa. It's a prediction that uh, I might that might come back to bite me. Um, but uh, I mean, Malkin scored that clutch goal against Washington uh, with late in the third, unreal. Uh, but yeah, we'll see what happens there uh, with those three teams: Florida, Pittsburgh, New York, uh, all grinding it out uh, for that final spot in the East. Uh, there's been some college prospects signed um, by uh, by NHL teams. Uh, the Sens uh, have brought up Tyler Clevin and signed him to a three year entry level deal. Uh, the Flames and Canadians brought in two Harvard uh, players and signed them to deals. Uh, Montreal signed Sean Farrell out of Harvard, and, and the Flames have signed former first overall pick in 2021, uh, Matthew Coronado. So, I mean, we'll see what happens there. I always enjoy watching, uh, you know, for the teams that may not have, they're not playing for much. Uh, obviously, um, uh, the Sens and Flames are certainly playing for stuff. I mean, the Sens just kind of on the outside looking in. Montreal's not. But those are fun to see what these guys got, see what their prospects are looking like uh, out of the college scene. Um, I know you, this won't be released in time to hear it, but Edmonton does play Arizona tonight. And uh, I did go on live on the line last week and talk about uh, Connor McDavid's goal-scoring success against the Coyotes. Now he's at 18 goals in 23 games. So I like at least one goal from Connor McDavid tonight, at least one. Uh, so I think that's minus 160. Uh, I threw in uh, a parlay with a uh, Zach Hyman anytime point. So a McDavid goal with a uh, Zach Hyman anytime point pays, I think, plus 150. Thought that was pretty good odds for tonight uh, when the Oilers take on the Coyotes at Mullet Arena. So that'd be good fun, folks. But it's time. We're moving into quarter three. Uh, and there was two PGA Tour events on this week. Uh, one in, uh, in in Austin, Texas, where they held the World Golf Championship match play, and one in Punta Cana, um, Punta Cana, Dominican Republic. Uh, kind of a low, and that was the event. Unfortunately, I apologize about that, guys. That we had to uh, pick our one and dones for. Uh, but the World Golf Championship match play was awesome. I, I really enjoy that event. Uh, it's good fun. I love how it starts on Wednesday. It's it's not really a it, it's not a toe to toe. Uh, watch for me. Um, it's a check-in on it watch. Uh, and uh, I guess that's the issue with with match play and, and the commentators. I know on Tuesday and Monday when they were kind of previewing the event, they talked about how challenging it is for TV, especially on Sunday uh, when you only have four guys playing. Um, and uh, no, it was, it was a great event. Um, so obviously we know that Sam Burns ends up beating Cameron Young in the final. 
uh, to win the World Golf Championship match play. So Sam Burns, I mean, this is a guy with a lot of winning pedigree. I mean, this is his seventh win, I think, in the last three years uh, on the PGA Tour, fifth win. Uh, he's got he's got a lot of game. Um, I know uh, a couple of my buddies who, who will be listening to this. Uh, Sam Burns gave us a huge ghost at the Canadian Open last year. We were kind of walking off the golf course at the end of the day of the tournament, and, and Sam Burns was driving by in a cart, and we're like, what's up, Sam? And he completely ghosted us. So we've got a bit of vendetta against Sam in, in, in that regard, but no, I'm, I'm happy for the guy. He's a player. It's nice to see he didn't start off the season very strong. So he's a guy that we look at Augusta. It could be in the mix. This guy, he's a big game hunter. He can play. Uh, there's no question. Cameron Young, obviously still searching for his uh, for his first win. Um, former, um, I guess, last year's Arnold Palmer Rookie of the Year winner. Um, so Cam Young, I mean, he's got a ton of game too. And then Rory versus Scheffler we had in the semifinal. Obviously, we wanted to have that in the final, but, you know, it's still a great consolation match the, at the at the match play uh, with Rory versus Scheffler, and, and Rory ends up winning that matchup. So Rory's driver, man, he, he it sounded like he cut off a little bit of his driver. He was pounding that thing. That, uh, that shot against Denny McCarthy, I think it was on Thursday, uh, on the par 4, 18, 375. He hit it to two feet from 375. <laughs> so just uh, just a, a really fun week. Uh, now we move into the uh, Houston Open. Um, I don't think the field's released yet. Uh, I don't imagine a ton of guys will play because it's the week before the Masters. I can't believe it's Masters in two weeks. So, so good. Oh, we do have the field out. Uh, okay, I'm just scrolling through the field here, folks, and just seeing if there's any notable names. Uh, I'll just kind of start reaming off names that I see that Corey Connors is going to play. Um, Ricky Fowler. Ricky needs a win. I think I'm going to be taking Ricky in the one and done. So all of you people who listen to this podcast and take Ricky Fowler, you're dead to me. Uh, Hideki's going to play. Looks like Hideki wants to get tuned up. Francesco Molinari, he's, kind of, he's had some decent tournaments this year. Um, wow, it's a really weak field again. Which you'd expect. I don't think I would play the week before the Masters. Um, yeah, so really the only really notable names, Corey Connors and and, uh, and Hideki Matsuyama, Davis Riley. I mean, obviously, it's just kind of a big Tier 2 field. Uh, what you'd expect. I know some guys in the past have, have and Ricky. So I think Ricky's going to win this event, folks. I'm going to come out and say this. I think Ricky Fowler is going to win the Valero Texas Open. Um, so we'll see what happens there. Uh, I won't. Uh, I won't preview it too much. Um, it's uh, obviously uh, in Houston, or it's in San Antonio, Texas, uh, the Texas Open. And, um, yeah, it's, it's a fun one. I mean, Tony Finau won here last year. Um, oh, it's not elevated. So the winner only gets 1.6 schmil. Uh, not that attractive. Uh, but the big one is, is the Masters, which we'll have a big preview show. Uh, next Monday will be a lot of Masters discussion. Um, I, I'm actually kind of just get, I'm getting fired up just thinking about that. Um, and and put the can. I'm sorry. Uh, I got to give some lo- to love so some love to Matt Wallace. Uh, Matt Wallace just been a he's been a, a you know a staple on, on tour. He's been pretty steady um, on tour for I would say you know six years. He's won four times on the European Tour. It was his first win on the PGA Tour, and that's a that's a good feeling for Matty Wallace. So Matt Wallace, and if you know Matt Wallace. He uh he's he's a cool cat. He his short game's unbelievable. He gets into it with his cat. He's a bit of a snap show at times. So, um, it was good fun, good fun weekend of golf. Uh, and hopefully you guys got a chance to watch uh the MMA on Saturday night. Um, one thing I do want to preface this kind of whole discussion about is that the judging and we've heard from Sam Alvey in, in past interviews, the judging in MMA might need to be addressed. Like there were some fights I watched, mainly the Macy Barber fight. Um. It Macy Barber. So if, if I'm familiar, Macy Barber, she's a very, very popular. I think she's a, yeah, she was a bantamweight. She was the 13th ranked bantamweight taking on the 11th ranked Amanda Lee. 
So they were fighting, but Macy Barber, she's an attractive girl. She's got a huge following. She's very popular in that MMA scene. And it felt like Lee really handled Macy Barber. Like she, she had more takedowns, had like, I think five and a half minutes of the 15 minute fight of control time on top. Uh, Macy hit, had a couple good shots, but to the naked eye, to someone who is in their first couple years of watching the UFC, Macy Barber lost that fight. She ends up winning in decision. So I've got a theory, and this reminds me of the Sean O'Malley fight. Obviously, a huge draw when he fought Peter Yon. Um, Like, if you've got a huge following and you are going to sell pay-per-view tickets, and if you want to continue to climb the ranks for bigger sales, the judges will judge in that favor, which is unfortunate because Macy Barber did not win that fight. Um, I bet Hunter to win that fight, uh, but I don't think she did, uh, which is unfortunate. Um, but, uh, in the co-main event, uh, Holly Holm, uh, the absolute veteran who, who ended Ronda Rousey's run, uh, she ends up winning. She's 41, still looks fantastic. And then the main event was, was the one I was waiting for, uh, it, it, the Bantamweight division in the, uh, in the UFC, it's just extremely competitive. Uh, obviously Aljamain Sterling right now has the belt, uh, but Corey Sandhagen, uh, the number five in the Bantamweight was taking on Cheeto Vera. Um, Marlon Cheeto Vera, uh, the number three ranked fighter. And Corey Sandhagen absolutely pieced this guy up in the first two rounds. Takedowns. What I love about uh, Corey Sandhagen is his he is just the most unpredictable fighter. Like he'll throw flying knees. He'll he's never like he is he moves around. He's so hard to hit. Both of these guys are very hard to hit, but Corey Sandhagen's got such a unique style. It's so fun to watch. Uh, he ends up just chewing up Cheeto Vera, ends up winning uh, by split decision, which I thought was an absolute joke. Uh, it's funny, too, because you go read the comments online after a UFC fight, and it's so funny. Everybody really, it's a pretty... Um, it's a pretty unanimous decision in, in regard to the public on social media. It's like, dude, that judge was an idiot. The judge who who called Cheeto Vera winning that fight clearly did not watch the same fight as 99% of the people that were watching. And uh, and the Macy Barber fight, she she posted an Instagram photo and a lot of people went in on, on Macy. So that's unfortunate. But again, the UFC fights are captivating. So it's about, it's a week. There's a Bellator fight this weekend, which obviously I won't be uh, paying any attention to. But then we've got UFC 287, which is an absolute heater. So we'll preview that. Um, I guess I'm going to have a podcast. Maybe we'll do, we'll do a podcast on Friday, podcast Monday, podcast Wednesday. Um, and then obviously I'm off to Ottawa uh, until... Tuesday, so then it'll be another Friday. So we're gonna miss one episode. That's fine. Um, so yeah, I mean, we'll we'll preview those fights uh, next Wednesday um, for the Saturday because uh, Thursday I'm traveling, um, and obviously the Masters is gonna take up a lot of my day and time. So anyway, th- uh, nevertheless, we're moving into the MLB preview show, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, we got an opening day on Thursday, so it's here, um, and it's. It's a marathon. Uh, it's it's going to be the dog days of the MLB, and I I'm still kind of I'm I'm reflecting back to the um, to the podcast in the summer days where it's it's a grind. Uh, we've got golf, we got MLB, um, and uh, we've got just headlines for other parts. People doing drugs and people getting arrested and um, just random news of of that nature. But let's start things off in the AL East, folks. Um, I think this is a three-team race this year. I don't think that the Red Sox are going to be uh, very competitive this season. 
Don't love their rotation. Uh, obviously, you know, the, the departure of Xander, uh, Xavier Bogarts. Xander Bogarts. I don't know why I said Xavier. I was thinking X. Xander Bogarts. But uh, I, I think this is the team. I don't even know if they're an 80-win team this year. Uh, but the three-headed monster in the AL East is going to be the, the the Yankees, Blue Jays, and Rays. Um, it's kind of been like that for the last few years. But I'm going to predict... In the AL East, the Toronto Blue Jays win the division. The Yankees come second. So that uh, will go Yankees. In the AL East, we'll go, uh, sorry, Blue Jays, Yankees, Rays, Sox, and we all know the Orioles. I mean, the Orioles had a bit of a Cinderella run last year. They were playing really good baseball through the middle section of the MLB season. They've got a lot of fun prospects, too. Matt Holliday's son looks electric. They're going to have a lot of fun prospects. This team, they're going to be fun here in a few years, but I don't think this is a year that, that, that they, they turn it around. So uh, we'll go Blue Jays, Yankees, Rays, Red Sox, Orioles. AL Central. This is interesting. Um, again, I, I mean, I think you'd have to say Cleveland's like the standout in this division. Um, Minnesota is, you know, and, and sh- the White Sox. I mean, you think that they might be, uh, you know, right in the middle of the pack as well. But, you know, I'll, I'll say that uh, that Cleveland wins this division. Uh, Minnesota, Chicago come uh, second, third. And then we all know that the Tigers and, and uh, Royals, I mean, they're going to be dumpster fires. Um I think Miguel's coming back for one more year. So, I mean, that people will t- chime into Detroit uh, Tigers games for that reason. Uh, but those two teams are, are terrible. Um, but, um, yeah, so in the AL Central, we're looking at uh, Cleveland to win the division uh, with Minnesota and Chicago battling it out for that second and third, and then Detroit and Kansas City in the basement. Um, all right, let's move out, uh, move out west. Uh, the Astros, Mariners, Angels. Um, Ra- sorry. The Houston, Houston Astros, the Seattle Mariners, the Los Angeles Angels, the uh, Texas Rangers, and the Oakland Athletics. Uh, Oakland's going to be brutal again. I, it's funny because there's a guy at my golf course. I think I've talked about this on past episodes that uh, his brother plays in the Oakland Athletics, and it just sucks that they're going to be friggin' terrible uh, this season. But uh, you'd have to think. I mean, Houston is this a year that like Seattle or could the Angels be good? Like, could the Angels with the two best players in baseball be good? I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say Houston comes third this year. That's going to be the hottest take I say, but they're going to be without Altuve for a little bit. Uh, they lost Verlander. I'm going to say, no, I'm not going to say Houston comes third. I'm going to say Houston comes second. I'm going to say Seattle wins this division uh, with that, that nice pitching staff. Um, yeah, we'll say the Angels come third. The Rangers, they're going to be bad. I'm saying they come fourth, and I think the athletics are going to be terrible. I mean, what like when is the, like when what's Billy Bean saying? Anyway, baseball is just, it's uh, it's such a marathon. And I feel as if these teams that, like, obviously they don't spend money. So, like, how do you get good if you're those teams? Like, you just hope for a good year of just crazy analytics and horseshoes up your ass? Anyway, moving into the National League, folks. This uh, this NL East is, is the, the AL and NL East are three-headed monsters. In the NL East, we got uh, the Braves, Mets, and, uh, and Phillies, who are just going to be great. And then you've got Miami and Washington, who are going to be brutal. Uh, but I, I think the Mets are, I think the Mets are going to have a year. I know they're, they're going to be without Edwin Diaz, who got injured at the World Baseball Classic, but I think the Mets are going to have a year. I think Steve Cohen's got those boys fired up, spent a ton of money. I think it's, uh, I think it's the Mets' year. I got a feeling about the Mets. Taking the Mets to win that division. I think Atlanta runs it up. Philly comes third. Um, and then Miami and Washington are going to be shit. Uh, okay, the Central, uh, the two top teams, obviously, the, the Cardinals uh, and the Brewers. Uh, the Brewers have a phenomenal pitching staff. Um, let's just go over that pitching staff here quickly. 
Um, you know, you got Hater and um, where are we here? I had the pitching staff in front of me here before. Um, I said Hater. Where is Hater? I don't know why I thought uh, why was Josh Hader in my head <laughs> that may not even be a pitcher in the MLB I don't know why I thought that was why was that why was that name in my head hmm nevertheless folks the Milwaukee's uh, Brewers Corbin Burns stud Brandon Woodruff stud Eric Lauer Freddie Peralta, Wade Miley. I mean, I you know they're projected to be the third best staff. I mean, it's uh, the Milwaukee Brewers are going to be phenomenal. Um, this is pissing me off. Is he a closer? I can't confirm that Josh Hader is the uh, closer, um, or for the Padres. Formerly played for the Brewers, so I, knew I wasn't completely off, guys. I've got to brush up on my baseball. I've been vocal about it in the past. It's been uh, it's been a few years since I've really really dove in and really immersed myself in the fantasy baseball. I've got to be better. I've got to hold myself accountable this year because I've been saying it for a long time. Uh, but nevertheless, I think uh, St. Louis and Milwaukee will be battling out in the NL Central. Uh, and then you got Chicago, who are, they could get in that mix. Who knows? But I doubt it. And then Cincinnati and Pittsburgh are going to be terrible. Um, and then and another three headed monster in the NL West: uh, the Dodgers, Padres, and Giants. Um, I'm going to say that the Padres win this division. I'm going to say the Dodgers run it up, uh, and then uh, I'm saying the Giants uh, come third. And, and I mean, the Diamondbacks and, and Rockies are just, they're brutal. Uh, but let's have some predictions here. What, a, what, an awful pre, uh, what an awful preview show this is for the MLB. It's such a marathon, folks, um, that it's going to take us a few weeks to really get immersed in it. Uh, home runs, I'm taking Pete Alonzo. Uh, to win uh, the home run race this year. I know Judge coming off a 60 home run season. He doesn't even come close to that this year. Uh, another name, maybe Kyle Schwarber you can throw out there. Uh, but I, I don't know why I'm looking at Pete Alonzo. I'm looking at Pete Alonzo to win the, the home run race. Um, ribbies. Gosh. I mean, Jose Ramirez has been a beast in the past. Um, Jordan Alvarez. Hmm. That's going to be interesting. Ribbies. We'll take Judge. Take Judge with most ribbies. Um, it's uh, it, it's going to be fun, guys. It's going to be. I mean, we're gonna we're gonna dive into this here pretty soon. Um, in regard to fantasy, do we want to set up a fantasy league? I wonder. Hmm. Maybe we will. Maybe we won't. Uh, I'll reach out in the chat board today. See if anybody wants to set up a fantasy. I wonder if we can do one. That's that's the issue with setting up fantasy leagues is that when your community is 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 you know half decent size, like you want to get as many people as possible in. So maybe I'll reach out to run your pool and see if we can get something going. Um, it's going to be a fun year. Um, we'll, uh, we'll, I mean, we'll watch the MLB and we'll follow the MLB, and it's obviously going to be a quarter of the uh, of the uh, of the episodes every every uh, every week. So maybe my co-host. That's uh, that's something that they'll have to uh, be extremely versed in is the MLB. Nevertheless, I apologize about that preview. Was it well planned out? No. Was it very captivating? No. Did it give, it give you guys any insight? Well, probably not. But listen, ladies and gentlemen, I really do appreciate you guys. We'll be back on Friday. Um, it's going to be a big week in sports, as it always is. And, uh, and listen, enjoy your weeks. I appreciate you guys. Make sure you're on the TikTok. Make sure you're on the Instagram page. Make sure you're in that tailor-made uh, driver drop.
Everybody, enjoy your weeks. <laughs>